I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer Podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, please visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. The best reason to use shutter priority is when motion is important to your image. Whether you're trying to create motion blur, like with a panning shot, or you're trying to stop action, like with a bird in flight. In both cases, I find that photographers are overdoing it. They're either shooting too fast or too slow. The key is to shoot no faster and no slower than you need to achieve the results you want. When amateur photographers are shooting moving objects, the tendency is to shoot faster than is needed, and most people are shooting upwards of three or more stops faster than is required. This is problematic because it means that you're losing light. This forces your camera to compensate by moving your ISO up, which will bring down your resolution. That is, if you have your camera set to an auto ISO. And if you don't have ISO set to auto, your image will likely be underexposed. But what about the aperture, you ask? Yes, of course. Your camera will open up your aperture, but you're going to run out of that in no time. Okay, so let's consider this. The Sunny 16 rule says that if you're shooting outside with no shade and no clouds in the middle of the day, then you can shoot an ISO of 100 f16 with a shutter speed of 1 over 125th of a second. Let's say you're shooting a bird perched on a fence in the middle of the day in open light, but that bird likes to flutter about and you want to stop the action of the wings. At a shutter speed of 1 over 1000, this would force you to an aperture of 5.6. If you happen to be shooting a 2.8 lens, you still have room to maneuver. Good for you. But if you're shooting at sunrise or sunset, or if there's cloud cover, you're likely going to lose two stops in a hurry. If the bird decides to head into the shade, you will likely lose another four to five stops, which means at 2.8, you need to move your ISO to at least 1600. Are you starting to see the problem? If you decide to put your shutter speed to one over 4,000 instead of one over 1,000 just for insurance, guess what? That ISO is now 6400. If you had set your camera to an auto ISO with a maximum below this, or if you had decided to set a static ISO because you didn't want such noisy photos, then you risk grossly underexposing your shot. Do consider that I guesstimated a four-stop drop in light when that bird went into the shade, but in reality, it is more likely to drop more than four stops. So that's the too fast problem. What about being too slow? There are a number of issues related to slow shutter speeds. Too slow of a shutter speed means that bird fluttering about won't be sharp. And then, of course, there's handshake, but this problem can be overcome with a tripod. But what if you want a slow shutter speed to show movement, or let's say a panning shot with a moving background? I get a lot of people who want that classic shot inside Grand Central with all the commuters a little bit blurry so that it shows the hustle and bustle inside Grand Central. Many people automatically go to a 5 or 10 second exposure, but then nothing really happens and the building actually looks emptier than it is. With such a long exposure, the moving people begin to disappear from the image rather than look like they're moving. And those who are standing still waiting for a train, well, they're still standing still on the photo. The key with a shot like that is that I find that the shutter speed is usually somewhere between a half second and a one second exposure. Any more than that, the people begin to disappear. Another problem with having exposures longer than necessary is that you may encounter other problems out of your control, like the ground moving. In a city environment, things like subways and trucks coming by will shake the ground and again result in a blurry image. 
and for that panning shot of cars moving by, instead of getting a sharp subject with a blurry background, both the subject and the background will be blurry if you shoot too slow. On the other hand, both will be sharp if you shoot too fast. So how do you know what to do? Unfortunately, the answer is experience. You just have to practice and try different things. Start by moving just one stop at a time and see what happens. And keep shooting these things over and over and over again. Eventually, you'll know what to do in a variety of situations. In other words, keep on shooting.